You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. It is a fun day in studio. We are live in studio <laughs> with the Robo Raiders robotics team of Muscuda, Illinois. And we actually have a live demo of their new robot for this year. Yes. Uh, so in a little bit, you want to check out Facebook Live. We'll go live, what, in the second half of the program? Probably. So we can see the robot and the, the students in studio as well. Joining us in studio, we have five students from the team. So this is not the whole team, but some of the team here to represent the Robo Raiders. Cal? Welcome. Hello. And we also have Nathaniel. Nathaniel, welcome back. Hello. Thank you. Glad to be here. Elena. Hello. And Austin. Hi. And Aiden, welcome. Hello. So <laughs> you all were chosen to represent the team this year on the air to, uh, to demonstrate your robot, and we'll learn a little bit about your robot. But first, let's learn about the team and what uh, your team does, what the Robo Raiders do. So... First of all, who are the Robo Raiders? Uh, who makes up the team? We've we learned a little, a few of your names, but who are the, the who who is this team, the Robo Raiders? Uh, yeah, so on the team we have actually some different roles on our team to build the team. That way, uh, each person has um, a certain task that they take care of at each meeting. So, for instance, I'm the engineering lead. Um, I'm actually the project manager for the team. Um, I am the outreach lead on the team. I am the assistant project manager and the programming sub-lead. And I'm the marketing lead. And as far as who our team is, we are a Christian homeschooled robotics team uh, that meets in St. Louis, or I'm sorry, <laughs> Mascuda. <laughs> so we meet in our mentor's garage to uh, work on building a robot every year. So we have a new challenge that we need to build the robot to complete. And so this year we have to build a robot to basically pick up cones and then score them on high poles all throughout the field. And we'll probably talk about that a little more later. That sounds very exciting. Every year it it's is. a new it's a new robot and new team members, which is really fun. So you all mentioned the title. I'm curious what each of you actually gets to do on a daily ba daily basis, whenever you guys meet. How Pretty often do you daily, meet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so daily basis. So so what uh, what are your roles? What do you actually get to do uh, being involved in this teamwork? Where do you kind of fit in that puzzle piece? Uh, so... Like I said earlier, and as the team mentioned, we each have a different role. So, like, as the engineering lead, uh, I make sure, uh, so currently, like, our robot, um, whenever we are building it, you have different systems on it. So, like, you have your drivetrain, and you have uh, our lift, and our collection, and our turntable. Well, all those have to be planned uh, and designed before we build them. Uh, so, kind of, as my job as engineering lead is to figure out, talk to the team, what our game strategy is. So, for the game, we each... Like we said, there's the polls, they have the score, so we have to create a strategy in order to complete that. Then we'll, once you have that, you go about, okay, what systems do we need in order to complete that strategy? And then you go from there, okay, drivetrain, we need to be able to move around so quick around the field, what type, type of motors. So you break down each strategy and part of your game in order to complete and build a robot. And I am the um, project manager for the team, like I said before. So basically, I am in charge of making sure that everybody does their tasks on time <laughs> and making sure um, we schedule the meetings and everything. So we meet uh, officially twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays for a couple hours. And so we kind of um, have discussions for the first part of the meeting and then actually building and programming the robot for the second half. But then also, we generally do lots of outside work um, at home and meeting to um, build the robot in extra work sessions. And actually, right after this, we're going back to the garage and getting drive practice to the robot because we have a competition coming up this Saturday. Oh, so fun. we need lots of drive practice. Cool. 
Um, so I'm the outreach lead. So what that involves, um, I plan all of our outreach events. So for example, this summer we had a summer camp. It was a five-day summer camp for um, second grade students through eighth grade, and we had four different classes. So through that, we were able to teach the students robotics. We were able to teach them engineering skills, you know, how to build and program. So that was really cool and fun. Uh, like I said, I am the um, project manager assistant and the <laughs> programming sub-lead. So basically, I help Nathaniel with um, scheduling and making sure the deadlines are getting mostly on time <laughs> and uh, programming sub lead. So I help uh, program the robot as well as um, create the tasks that need to be programmed on the robot. And I'm a part of, uh, I'm the marketing lead. So I make sure I f uh, look after the finances on our team, uh, our, uh, and our social media, mm -hmm. like our Instagram and Facebook and all of that. But I'm also, uh, under Cal, which is un engineering, so uh, I'm under him building the robot and all of that. But because we only have six members on our team, we basically all do the same thing. So yeah, <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of helping each other out um, on the team because there's so few mem members. But mm -hmm. it, it, it's a chance for all of us to learn to do different things and not just do a certain design or programming. And you're not just building a robot just to build a robot. No. <laughs> there, there, are, there are some things that come along with this. You, you, you're, you're participating in a competition. Tell us a little bit about the competition. What does it mean to, uh, why participate in a competition and what happens in a robotics competition? So, yeah, we have um, three league meets, uh, which are smaller competitions with 12 or so teams involved. Um, and so based on our robot performance, we are seated um, and once we're seated, that's what we start with going into qualifiers. So right now we're ranked second um, in our league, but um, after our competition this Saturday it might change. Um, so our qualifiers is a bit bigger with about 24 teams, um, but it differs depending where you are. Um, and the qualifiers are different than the league meets because you have a judging session and you basically talk about everything that you do over the season. So um, the robot design journey, um, outreach events like Elena was talking about. And then um, it varies every year, but for this year, the top five teams from qualifiers move on to the state competition. And then from state competition, the top two teams move on to Worlds. That is very exciting. So how many of you, is, is this a first year for any of you? No, we've all been on the team. We've all been on the team. On first team so you all have been through these competitions last year as well. So what, what have you learned from your experience going through this already that's helping you this year to build a robot? Things that you've learned from competition from building that you're putting into practice this year as you're going into the qualifiers? So I would say <laughs> one thing is um, deadlines. Uh. So uh, engineering sometimes does not like to get done on time. I don't know what so, you're talking about. <laughs> so uh, programmers, we um, kind of plan according to that, give ourselves a little bit of leeway time, um, and just realizing that not everything is going to get done when we want it to get done. So yeah. Yeah, kind of piggybacking off of that, as the project manager this year, I've definitely learned um, to schedule things a little better. Mm. So <laughs> um, when building this robot, we um, had a hard deadline for when we ha needed to have it done. But then right after that, the programming needed to take the robot. But there were still lots of tweaks that needed to be done. It was technically done, but didn't work fully yet. <laughs> so that's something that I've learned um, this year to really keep in mind.
And well, one other thing just to add that's kind of, kind of really great about FIRST is like Nathaniel and I, we're both seniors on the team. Uh, Nathaniel's been on an FTC for four years. I've been in six. And you learn something new every single day. It's mm -hmm. whether it's the project man managing, you know, you've been here for four years, but you're still learning something new on how to plan things, but better. So that's something that's really great about this program. So you're learning about engineering, you're learning about robotics. You're also learning, it sounds like, uh, about working on a team uh, or, or working together, whether it's on a team or small or large, um, whether it's your, your subgroups or the, the whole team as well. What are some things you've learned about yourself oh. <laughs> while serving on this team? You've learned a lot about your teammates. What have you learned about yourself? So um, one thing I've learned through the opportunity FIRST has given me is um, teamwork skills as well as communication skills. FIRST is a program that gets you out of your comfort zone. You know, you're doing so many things that you wouldn't do normally in, you know, playing a sport or, you know, in chess club. So doing things like going out on a radio show <laughs> and speaking with people or in judging sessions when you have to talk to the judges, you know, and then as well as you have to work with others who may not get their deadlines done or who may not, you know, get what they need to get done. So you're working in a team environment, but you're also learning so many new skills along the way. Some I've learned throughout my entire time is, um, we'll probably say this a lot, but uh, this program is really more than robots. So um, I've definitely learned a lot about the engineering process and how to build a robot, but it's showed me that um, I, I really enjoy like graphic designing and video editing, which I've had the experience of doing through uh, my time on the team. So that is something that I actually went to pursue in uh, college as a uh, potential career and major. So yeah, it, this program is really a lot more than robots. Yeah. Uh, w one other thing that's really great about it is just learning, like uh, Nathaniel just said, the design process. It really makes you think in a different way, how to break down each issue. Uh, like I know from my f first year, I started when I was like 10, 10 or so, but you've learned so much on how to break down each I issue and then how to expand that and be like, okay, so we have th this issue. How are we going to fix that? Mm -hmm. You know, it really, it's a different mindset that really helps you in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. So one thing behind the scenes that our listeners didn't hear was that you guys prayed before we went live. So how does a, your Christian faith play a role in the, this robotics team as you guys are, are working together and, and approaching all of these competitions? How does that play a role? Um, so one thing, like you said, we prayed uh, before... Uh, our interview here, mm -hmm. but we try to pray uh, before every meeting, at the end of every meeting, uh, before every match in our competition. So we try to make God the center of everything that we do and work around it. So for instance, like in FIRST, the, the, that's the organization that we're through, uh, one of their core values is gracious professionalism. And kind of what that is, is you can think about it a lot like the, the golden rule. Uh, you know, you, you want to treat others as you would want to be treated yourself. So for instance, like in a competition, if you're if a team needs a part, something broke, uh, you could give them, let's say, a motor, and that motor helps them beat you in the next match or something. Uh, that's kind of what it's all about, is not just helping yourselves, but building others up along the way. Gracious professionalism. Yeah. What else have you guys learned about that as part of this process? I, that was a great example, Cal. Thanks for, for sharing that. Anyone want to add to that? What you've learned or what it means to be a Christian in a robotics competition? Well, well I'm just going to add, like, <laughs> again, uh, so in, in the competition, you know, we've, 
it's not just we don't just pray with ourselves. We try to because there's alliances and stuff. So you try to pray with the other people around you. That way, it's not just yourselves, but building yourself up in Christ, but building the others around you in Christ as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe someone else would like to build on that. It sounds like you're learning about vocation as well mm-hmm. in this process and uh, learning a little bit about yourself and what your your future vocations might hold as well. We are talking with the Robo Raiders of Mascuda, Illinois, and coming up in just a little bit, we get to actually see a live demo of the robot that they engineered, designed, built. Uh, looking forward to that in just a moment. We'll learn more about that robot in just a little bit. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. So we're going live on Facebook, right? Oh, we are we, live on and, Facebook. And the things you hear in the background, well, you'll find out more. You've got to go on Facebook Live uh, to see what's happening in studio today. We have the Robo Raiders robotics team from Mascuda, Illinois, in studio. And... Uh, <laughs> Check out at KFUO Radio on Facebook. You can find us there and uh, see what's happening in studio with the robotics team here in studio. All right. Your robot. Uh, Tell us about your robot this year. First of all, the name of your robot. (laughs) Yes. So we named our robot Rotato. (laughs) That is the best name ever. I'm just saying. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) So we named it that because our uh, entire top part of our robot is able to rotate independently from our bottom. So we'll start with the bottom. The drivetrain um, is, it's called a mechanima drivetrain. So it's really cool because it's able to go sideways in addition to forward and backward like other drivetrains would. So uh, basically the rollers on the wheels are at 45 degrees. So if the wheels spin in opposite directions, then it's able to go sideways. So that's something that's really helpful during the maneuverability um, of our match. And then um, on top of that, we have our turntable, uh, which is able to turn the entire top part of our robot. Uh, that's why it's called Rotato. <laughs> and then um, on the very front of the robot, you can see we uh, have a collection system. Basically, two rubber band spinners that spin um, and kind of suck a cone into itself. And then that is able to, that entire system is able to lift up and then score on top of the poles that are spread all throughout the field. So, yeah, like we said before, there's a, um, a 12 foot by 12 foot playing field that uh, four robots are um, competing to score the most points. And so um, your alliance partner for one match may be your um, opponent for another match. You have to be able to work with all sorts of teams. This is impressive. It really does move sideways. Yes, it does. It glides sideways. That's impressive. This is so cool. Okay, now two of you have remote controls. Yes. So what what are you guys doing? So 
Sorry, I <laughs> <laughs> Now they can't run the, the robot while they're talking. So, um, Aiden's the driver of the robot, so he controls the turntable and um, the drivetrain. And I'm the operator, so I control the collection and the lift. And um, our main objective is to score as many points as we can. But a big um, part of that is communicating with each other. So he is the one controlling the turntable and the uh, drivetrain. So he's the one doing all the adjusting. So he has to tell me when I should deliver the cone. And so it's just a lot of communication that goes into play. Then also during a match, I am the um, coach for the um, for Aiden Austin as the driver and operator. So I'm able to uh, look around at the other teams and what they're doing so that we can kind of stay out of the other team's way and um, be able to tell them where to go to score the most points um, most efficiently. So basically the robot is picking up cones and stacking them on a pole yep. right now. This is pretty impressive. So I could see how this would be useful like on an athletics field as well. <laughs> so you don't have to pick up the cones afterwards. So tell us about um, design and engineering, the, where the idea for this robot began. Uh, yeah, so like we kind of mentioned earlier, uh, we go through a design process. Mm -hmm. uh, and in that design process is researching uh, different type of designs. So like the Mechno wheels, for instance, that's something we've kind of used over the past few years and something we found that works. Uh, and like most things in engineering, you find something that works and that's consistent and you keep using it. Uh, but for instance, the Lazy Susan, uh, we actually found that from another team that's higher up, they used a turntable very similar to it. Uh, so we were like, huh, how can we make this the most simplistic that, that we can? So we went on Amazon, and that's literally just off of Amazon, and it's a, it's a lazy Susan. So uh, we bought that, and we were able to throw a wheel underneath it to give it uh, the ability to rotate. Uh, and that has really helped us in our competition in order to uh, give us a kind of an advantage. Um, and then, like, our collection as well. Um, we've had a few different designs before. We had, like, a little, uh, it was kind of a mold of the cones that would go on top of it uh, to release it. Now we have this rubber band spinners uh, that allow it to uh, go in and they just rotate in opposite directions, uh, sucking up the cone uh, and then to deliver it, which has actually helped us um, a lot in our process and in our competition to speed it up. So our old system, you had to like go on top of the cone and line up directly, so it's a lot harder for the driver and operator. But this one, uh, it's, it should be much faster once we get practice with it. We basically just put this on the other day, so <laughs> we're still very new to all of this. So you, you mentioned an interesting thing about uh, buying part of this on Amazon. How much of this do you purchase, and how much of this do you actually have to make? Yeah, so I would say about half of our robot is stuff, is like materials that we can get off of you know, um, robotics companies, but we make a lot of the parts ourselves. So we have around 30 custom parts in our robot. We do that with um, our 3D printer. We have lots of 3D printed parts on there. And then we also have a CNC machine. Um, so that's able to cut out some of the pieces for us. So the drivetrain plates, for example. And then we also have a laser cutter. So we don't personally have it, but our mentor has one. And so he's able to cut pieces for us. But we do all the designing in CAD, and then we're just able to easily transfer it over and get them printed. All right, designing in CAD. That's a great <laughs> phrase that we probably need to unpack a little bit more for those who aren't familiar with uh, design and engineering. What do you mean by designing in CAD? Yeah, so CAD stands for computer-aided computer drafting. So through that, we can um, kind of make parts. Um, you know, it's kind of like 
drawing from bases, we can put things together and we can, you know, joint them together. So taking your idea, using a computer to help you draft it and then take that draft in and then take the the all the the uh, the design idea to the next step of actually creating it, whether it's 3D yeah. printing or cutting. So you basically use ARCAD as kind of like instructions for actually building the robot. Fascinating. All right. So does everybody like? Does everybody just want to to run the controls for the the robot? Does any, do you all get a chance to run the controls for the robot? I know everybody has a place on the team, but I mean, yeah. Ever, I I think everyone would love to drive the robot. It's it's really fun. So we actually went through a like um, a process of deciding who would be on our drive team because basically everyone on the team wanted to be a part of it. So we we did um, actual like um, like tryouts to see who is best. Um, on the oh wow as the driver and operator yeah in team competition I yeah. love this <laughs> <laughs> so when you mentioned uh, kind of taking an idea from another team when you're at competitions do you actually like go around and look at everybody else's robots and kind of see what they did to, to kind of glean some ideas from from what other teams have done yeah so like a big part of the Robotskin competition is scouting so seeing oh. what other teams have uh, and seeing how they compare either with you or against you but also just to see their designs um, so a big part of that is so it, it really helps with strat strategy in your game uh, whenever you're going up against them if you know that they can score five cones in 10 set seconds well now we have to outscore that uh, in order to uh, compete up against them but there is it isn't just uh, in the competition but also like YouTube um, and online is a big source that we use to because uh, a lot of teams like us we have a YouTube channel channel so we post things that, that we have so a lot of teams do that uh, in order to share what they have and also help build other teams up kind of hitting on that gracious professionalism yeah again. yeah so the gracious professionalism is really the core concept of first and so being able to share your ideas with others not kind of keeping them to yourself but um, being able to help other teams um, to do their best, not just you doing your best. It's a big part of the program. It's gracious professionalism. What do you do when the cone gets stuck halfway and doesn't go all the way on the, the goal there? It's a little frustrating, but we just tap it a few times with the robot. It usually slides back on. This is so fun to watch. It guys. is. I'm distracted while I'm trying to ask questions. So, so really, the, the time that you spend this year is in, in terms of design and, and working together as a team to, to, to design, engineer, build, and then practice with that is not the only time that you put into it because it sounds like all the experience that you have from previous years is certainly helpful in your your design and, and build for this year as well. Uh, and, and Cal, this is year six for you, is that right? Yeah, sixth year in FTC, but this is my 10th year and first the program in general. Wow. wow. So, and several of you have been involved, involved for several years. Um, what are some ideas that, that are in this year's design that you've brought from previous years, whether it's from your own designs or from other teams? So I would say one idea is the actual rubber band spinners. So this is um, a, a design that we've used a couple times in the past. Not quite to this um, extent, though. So lots of teams use kind of rubber band spinners to just go on top of the cones. But this idea is unique in that it is able to collect from a 45-degree angle, as you might be able to see on the live stream if you're watching, uh, to be able to collect off the ground uh, and just kind of suck it in without even having to do any operating controls, just spinning it. So, yeah, we try to um, look at ideas that have worked in the past, but also iterate on them to make them even better to work for this design. So we have just under two minutes left. Um, what's coming next for your team? You have a competition this weekend, is that right? Yes. So um, this Saturday is our third link meet. So we'll go and our robot will perform in five matches. Um, and then aside from that,
on February 11th, we have our qualifier. So that's where we will be judged in front of judges, as well as we will have our competitions. And then that we will have um, semifinals and finals for robot. So if when we go to that, that determines if we advance to state or not. And if anyone's interested, the third league meet is at uh, the Granite City High School. Uh, matches start at... Um, well, at one, one o'clock. Um, so, if anyone's really interested in seeing this, uh, it's going to be at Granite City High School. There'll be a bunch of teams there. You can walk around, see the ro robots, and just see uh, how everything works and see teams working together. It's really a cool, neat thing to go see. You can also check us out on Instagram and YouTube and watch videos of our robot performing and uh, kind of keep up with our team. What are you looking forward to at these competitions? You guys put a lot of work into this robot and into the teamwork and, and all of these things. What are you guys uh, really looking forward to when you go into these competitions? And the qualifier, maybe making it to state. Yeah. <laughs> we have about 30 seconds left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hoping it doesn't break. <laughs> yeah, we may have had a, a battery fallout in our uh, one of our matches the last week, so we're hoping that doesn't happen this time. But yes, I'm, I'm really excited for this next competition. Hopefully our new system, our collection system, will be able to perform very well and score lots of points very good how can we find you on social media uh search just robo raiders ftc 7129 and you'll probably find us <laughs> robo raiders ftc 7129 thanks so much robo raiders for coming back to the studio today and sharing rotato with us in the studio for having us. <laughs> so good <laughs> thank you you've been listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah Golseth. <laughs> Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Da, 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 da.